It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Draw all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to, to welcome to another exciting edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller Simone, flying solo right now, as my partner in crime is experiencing a little bit of car trouble, uh, which I'm definitely going to make fun of once he uh, does get out of whatever jam that he's currently in right now and joins us here on the show. So in the meantime, I'm flying the ship solo. I do apologize for my head being down. I'm trying to play the role of producer, broadcast host, uh, and all that good stuff. So, pretty much what I do every single week. So, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to Mr. Jerry Moore Jr., who's in the chat. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Uh, anybody else who's in the chat, please, by all means, uh, you get the link. Go right ahead. Share it. Share it to all your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, as we got some interesting stuff to talk about tonight, and it's not necessarily Jets related, it's actually going to be uh, a little bit of everything. Today I'm going to kind of take a, a, a little stab at talking a little bit more NFL, uh, not just New York Jets tonight. So there are some trades that are in the process of happening right now, trades that everyone has everyone uh, that everyone has agreed in principle. Uh, case in point, Russell Wilson, no longer a Seattle Seahawk. He's actually now a member of the Denver Broncos. They gave up uh, quite a few uh, quite a few assets in order to acquire him. Uh, the Broncos agreed to trade quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, uh, 2022, number nine overall, and also in 2023. So they get a first-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year. Two second-round picks, number 40 overall, and whatever place they are for 2023. And a 2022 fifth-round selection for Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth-round pick. So the Broncos are definitely looking to go all-in. Uh, this is a, a sign that they feel like that they're ready to compete. They do have a really good defense. And now with Russell Wilson in the fold, uh, definitely they're not a team that can no longer be ignored. So, uh, I think a lot of people kind of felt like Drew Locke wasn't the answer. And it looks like that the Denver Broncos uh, feel the same way. And that's the reason why um, they pulled the trigger for uh, for Russell Wilson. And he ended up waiving his no-trade clause in order to make that happen. That being said, Russell Wilson wasn't the only one who was in there. Carson Wentz is now a member of the Washington Commanders. <laughs> I, I, I never thought... <laughs> I, I I never thought I would ever say like what the hell, what what the hell is going on right now? But that's exactly what is going on right now. Carson Wentz, now a Washington Commander, the Indianapolis Colts trading him, so it's they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. Uh, whether or not they're going to procure one in the draft, maybe they're going to look at free agency. Uh, who the heck knows? And of course, I hope that Carl Falk is in the chat right now because that would. Uh, I, I am so, like, 100% thought of for him to actually talk about the Khalil Mack trade. Khalil Mack is now a Los Angeles Charger. So, Los Angeles Chargers gave up, uh, gave up assets to get him. The Chicago Bears agreed to trade the star edge rusher to the Los Angeles Chargers in exchange for a 2022 second-round draft pick and a... Uh, Sixth rounder in 2023. So, uh, with that, 
As part of the deal, Los Angeles is taking on the entirety of Khalil Mack's remaining salary, three years, $63.9 million. It's a small price to pay for a player who played at an elite level in every season except his last, which was marred by a foot injury that ended his year prematurely after seven games and required surgery. Courtesy of NFL.com for that uh, for that little tidbit of information. Now, you guys are probably asking, like, why, why are we bringing up all of these trades? So, Guy Fisher in the chat, what's going on? The reason why I'm bringing all this stuff up is because a lot of this will affect the New York Jets. And not, not only that, a lot of it will also affect how people are handling free agency. Okay? Something else that came down the pike today, and nobody really, I know no one really doesn't give a damn, but I know a lot of, a lot of teams are probably going to have their ear to the ground in regards to this, but Deshaun Watson, okay? Uh, criminal case. Criminal case turns out to be nothing. Charges are all dismissed. So now there's going to be a bidding war for, for quarterback Deshaun Watson. So could be a possibility he ends up in Seattle with all the draft ammunition that they just acquired. He could end up going to Philadelphia. That's still a name. That's still a destination in which a lot of people kept talking about whether or not he was going to end up there, whether he was going to end up someplace else. So you know, there's 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 a lot of things right now, a lot of moving pieces. Again, just before the legal tampering tampering period. Legal tampering period starts Monday, March fourteenth, at twelve p.m. Eastern time. You're seeing a lot of a lot of deals in place, okay? Teams are making moves, and I know that the New York Jet fan is sitting here going, "Why the hell is Joe Douglas not making any moves? Why are we not hearing anything?" Well, Joe Douglas, in fact, did make some moves. Started making some roster moves right now, and that included. Resigning Connor McDermott. Also, two safeties that are coming back on Marcus Joyner, uh, who was part of the squad last year, but ended up having his season prematurely uh, ended because of a bicep, a, a torn bicep. And Will Parks, um, who played pretty good toward the end of the season, so the Jets are giving him another kick in the can, uh, another kick at the can. So, uh, Quincy Williams. Probably gonna read, uh, gonna receive a nice, uh, a nice raise. So he definitely earned it. Played his tail off since the Jets uh, acquired him when Jacksonville pretty much just threw him away. So there's that. And last but certainly not least, Jameson Crowder is set to be a free agent. So is Marcus May. Although there are rumors circulating that Marcus May is looking to sign a one-year deal with the New York Jets. It's not a confirmed report. I talked about this on Weapons Hot Mission Briefs this past Tuesday night. Again, rumors circulating. We don't know how true it is. And I'm not going to put any truth to it until I start seeing it. Uh, until I start seeing Adam Schefter report it and, and other members from, from NFL Network. Uh, trusted sources. And you know what? I, I, think, uh, I think you guys should too. You know, because there are a lot of trade rumors, like, for instance, let's go back to Seattle, right? Now that Russell Wilson is out of Seattle, there was already rumblings that DK Metcalf was going to request a trade from Seattle. Now that Russell Wilson has been dealt, there is a very good chance that they may end up having a fire sale. So... DK Metcalf may become available via trade. Tyler Lockett may become available via trade. Okay? There are other wide receivers out there. Like, everyone is now, for whatever reason, got a hard-on for Amari Cooper. Now that the Dallas Cowboys have to release him before March 20th. Otherwise, he collects a $20 million fully guaranteed bonus. The Cowboys don't want to pay that money. So... Either they're going to get something in trade, chances are they're probably not, or Amari Cooper is going to hit free agency. 
So 31 other teams are going to be bidding for this cat's business. So it's going to be very interesting to see what is going to end up happening. Guy Fisher in the chat. Um, Watson is going to light it up. Tampa Bay is going to go after Watson. I don't necessarily think that's true. Because Tampa Bay doesn't have enough assets to go at the Houston Texans to say we want Deshaun Watson. Now, mind you, Deshaun Watson is going to have to waive his no-trade clause, all right? So, we don't know what's going to happen. Right now, the criminal investigation is out of the way. He's been cleared of all criminal charges. He's happy, supposedly he's having... He had a press conference today, and, and uh, shout out to Matthias Simon in the chat. What's going on, Matthias? Um, look, there's a lot of stuff that's being thrown around right now. There's a lot of information that is being thrown out on specific players. Seattle also releasing Bobby Wagner. A lot of people are going are probably going to be in the bidding to try and get his services. So who knows? But as far as wide receiver is concerned, Joe Douglas has made it perfectly clear that if this, the perfect scenario comes along, that he is going to pull the trigger on a deal and not be afraid to utilize the assets at his disposal. But right now, we don't know where free agency is going to take him. All right? A lot of people, myself included, had their eye on Mike Gesicki and Dalton Schultz, right? Gesicki's gotten tagged with the Miami Dolphins, so he's not going anywhere. There's probably a safe bet that Dalton Schultz is going to be franchise tagged by the Dallas Cowboys if he hasn't already been tagged. All right, so there goes that. So there's going to be a lot of people out there trying to bid for... For everyone's services, should I say. Shout out to my good buddy from work, Senior M and Natasha Les. She's a little bit under the weather. And you know what, Girlie? I hope you feel better. Please feel better. We're thinking of you. We love you. And thank you for tuning in, as always. Now, as we keep going on, you know, when, when we think about free agency, right, there's a lot of names that are going to be hitting. And, of course, every single year, Jet fans are always like, my my Christmas wish list for the Jets to go out is to go get this guy, that guy, and, and the other. But we, we really just, you know, <laughs> we really just have to kind of take a step back, see exactly where the dominoes fall, and see exactly how Joe Douglas is going to attack free agency. They did say they want to be aggressive, but there's a difference between being aggressive and bringing the wrong player in here, then of course not being aggressive, and then you're going to miss all the big names. So let's not get attached. Let's not attach ourselves to a name. We still have people in house we need to sign. For Ronsu Fatukasi, he's asking ten million a year. There's a good chance that he is, you know, he he's going to be just. I I I. I I really think they're going to let him walk. I really do. But, you know, I know that there are just so many different directions that the New York Jets can go with free agency. But you have to be safe. You have to be careful in what you're going to do. You know, you, you have to be careful in the direction that you're going to that you're going to go. Because with the draft assets and the capital that the New York Jets have at their disposal right now, you push the right buttons, you make, a, you make a couple of good signings, you can accelerate this rebuild. And that's why it's a, a very critical offseason. And that's why we can't attach ourselves to one name or two names or three names. We need to kind of just look at what needs can we address in free agency and then re continue to add to our foundation through the draft. So, for years, the Jets have done things ass-backwards. You and I both know this, okay? We've tried to build the team through free agency and then took flyers on guys in the draft and then half the shit never ended up working out. 
Joe Douglas is trying to change that. So hopefully, again, we're gonna we're gonna get to that point where we're gonna start to see calculated moves. Maybe Joe Douglas pulled has an ace up his sleeve that nobody knows about. Again, the Jets have cap space that they can work with. They have assets that they can work with. A lot of different things that they that they can work with at this point to kind of get them to the next level. We just saw three blockbuster trades just happen. All right, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, now Khalil Mack. All right, could another one be down the pike? We don't know. Weekend's just started, so believe me. There are people trying to maneuver themselves and put themselves in a decent position so that way they can be competitive next year. Let me get to some of these comments. And again, I want to thank everyone out there who's who's in the comments tonight. Matthias Simon, Natasha Lesh, Guy Fisher. Uh, we have a new viewer tonight, Jerry Moore Jr. Thank you for tuning in. Scott Kalispi, our, our resident fan coming in. Uh, Matthias seems to think that Seattle, that Seattle is getting Watson. Um, Guy Fisher with a comment. Wagner is hoping for the Bengals, a Rams-type team. Time is not on his side with Rebuild's team. Yeah, I completely agree. Don't say JD hasn't done anything so far. He's already given out a few more one-year contracts. Scott Cleesby, of course. Because, you know, we can never have enough one-year contracts. We got to have at least 60 of them. All right. Matthias Simon back in the chat. The thing is, how many big names are going to want to come here? And that scares me. Guy Fisher seems to think that Zach is going to make a big leap from your mouth to God's ears, my friend. Now, as far as the big names wanting to come here, we've talked about a lot of times the New York Jets having difficulty bringing talent in, right? That's always been the problem with this team. We can't get talent. We can't get free agents to come here because the team has been just a complete dumpster fire for the last decade plus. Bad personnel decisions, bad front office management, bad contracts. Players that have come in here, we've given multi-million dollar deals to, and they've come here and just stunk up the joint. They never lived up to the contract. Muhammad Wilkerson, Trumaine Johnson, Darrell Rivas, 2.0. All right? I mean, list goes on and on. I've got Pierre Desir. All right? He's another one. Okay? I mean, look, the, the, the bad contracts that the New York Jets have given out it's just absolutely endless. Like, I could sit here and just go through an entire diatribe of just crappy contracts the New York Jets just poured money into. Poured good money after, poured good money in after bad. What a mess. Guy Fisher back in the chat over here. Build through the draft. That's what Joe Douglas is trying to do. And that's what previous general managers before him have failed to do. They've always used the formula of let's... Build a team in free agency. Let's go get a quick fix, quick turnaround. With some teams in the NFL, that works. The New York Jets, no. The New York Jets are literally like the science project that everybody forgot. Okay? So, Ray Burgess in the chat. True, what's going on, buddy? My opinion. What are you going to uh, put fire on JD to make bold moves? I see a wide receiver one coming. DK, D-Hop. Plus overpay for safety and all line. I don't think that Woody Johnson is going to put any pressure on Joe Douglas. I'm going to be honest with you. Because I think that both Woody and Christopher have learned their lessons from sticking their face in football decisions. I went on an epic rant about why the owners need to stay out of the way and just let Joe Douglas do his job. I invite everyone to go back and go take a look. It's, I'm sure it's one of last year's episodes. All right. Well, I, I, I think, yeah, I can't even remember. I think, I think Adam Gase was still head coach when, when I went off. But I went off several times about it. Okay. Basically, I'll give you a, uh, a, a, an abbreviated version. Okay. The abbreviated version of the, of the rant that I went through is basically... Joe Douglas is not going to go to the lab at Johnson & Johnson, kick in the door, and tell Woody Johnson, I got a better way how to make baby powder. Or I got a better way how to make tampons. Or I got a better way how to make baby shampoo. All right? 
That's what they do. Joe Douglas is not going to do that. So Woody Johnson, regardless, he stuck his nose in with John Idzik. He stuck his nose in with Mike Tannenbaum. He stuck his nose in with Mike McCagnan. And every single time, it has come back to bite him in the ass. The only thing they got to do is shut up, write the check. And that's it. Let the man do what he's got to do. And if it ends up turning out that the Jets are not competitive for another year or two, but we have a solid foundation in place that we are ready to pounce, that we can get going and take a risk in free agency to get this guy and get this guy and get this guy to jumpstart the machine, maybe that's what they're going to do. I don't know. But I know that fans are completely sick and tired of not watching a competitive product on the field. Last year, there were times where the Jets just looked outclassed and they looked overmatched. But the one thing that you cannot say about this football team last year was that they quit because they didn't. 4-13 and record is not indicative of New York Jets left on the field last year. Now again, I'm trying to find the silver lining in an otherwise crappy season, but the one thing that I was looking for last season was just progress. Show me progress. Show me that this team is pointed in the right direction. Show me that these guys actually buy into the philosophy that you are preaching every single day during practice. And there were times where we questioned that philosophy. But toward the end of the year, like I had said, during the season, the Jets will start to play their best football come the end of the year. And that's exactly what happened. Okay? So, getting back into the comments real quick. Uh, Ray Bird disagreed with my comment there. Matthias Simon back in. That's what it looks like we're going to have to do, build through the draft. Joe Douglas will get some second-tier free agents. At some point, J.D. just can't sit on one-year deals, need some stars. I really believe, Ray, I don't know if you believe it, but I believe. I believe that Joe Douglas will take the Ozzie Newsom approach and that he'll go and get a big name or make that, make that risk purchase, so to speak, when he feels the time is right. Because you're going to have to overpay to bring a guy in here. Now that's okay about overpaying to bring a guy in here if you're a player or two away from being a playoff, a, a playoff bound football team. The Jets right now are trying to just get to like 9-8. and eight. Okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's have a winning record first. Before we could start talking about, well, if we had this guy, we, we could make a playoff run. Or we had that guy, we could make a playoff run. I mean, dude, they're, they're already in talks to try and bring back Joe Flacco. My, my question is, why? Why? What does Joe Flacco bring to the table here? Because when I watched Joe Flacco play last year, I, I got nauseous. And basically, we had no choice but to let this idiot play. Because Zach Wilson got hurt. And then Mike White got hurt. I would much rather than bring back Mike White and go get me an actual bona fide veteran quarterback. Alright. So now, going back into the chats. At some, um, this AFC is loaded for quarterback. Our defense needs to be Legion of Doom type. Zach can't uh, can't be out Russell a few years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, the New York Jets defense last year was was pitiful. They started off the season where they were overachieved, and at the end of the season, they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop a pee wee offense, let alone uh, an NFL offense. All right, but here's also the thing, Ray, and uh, and I want to I want to address this specifically to you. The defense, when you take a look at the New York Jets last year, spent anywhere in games between 60 to 85% of the game on the field. Failure to stop teams on third downs. Failure to stop teams on fourth downs. 
bad plays, miscommunication, missed tackles, no pass rush. List goes on and on and on. Pick your excuse. Because there's plenty to there's there's plenty to go around. And pick your blame. There's plenty to go around. I'm sure Guy Fisher is going to jump in the chat any any moment now and say fire Jeff Albrick. Because that's like a weekly thing with him. Okay? But as the season went on, it's I started to see that it was more so the Jets did not have the players, or as I like to call, the horses that they needed on defense in order for them to play the way that they're capable of playing. And unfortunately, that did not happen. That didn't happen. We had backups at one point, and then the backups to the backups playing. Okay? So, when you got a guy who you just signed off the practice squad, who two weeks ago, before he was signed to the practice squad, was washing cars in Lincoln Park, and now all of a sudden he's on an NFL field, he's going to have some issues. He may have shown talent. He may have shown promise. And they're like, yeah, I think we, we could do this. Let's give the kid a shot. But there was such a revolving door because of so many injuries that the New York Jets had had. You needed anybody to get out there. Now again, I preface this every time I say this, when I mention the word injuries. Because every time I say injuries, whether it's Scott Cleesby, whether it's Matthias, whether it's Simon Baccarella's in the chat, or Rockaway Archie, everyone always comes up and says, hey, well, you know, injuries are a part of the game. You know, that can't be held as an excuse. And you're right. It can't be held as an excuse because I don't, I don't pull any punches when it comes to this team. None. Zero, zip, nada. Okay? When this team sucks, you hear it from me that this team sucks. All right? So, the defense has to play better than it did last year. And you've got you've to upgrade some of the talent that you have out there. There are guys that can play the positions. They've proven that they can play the positions. But to be, they need to be able to play it for a full 17 games. And they need to be able to play it at a high level. And you don't have those horses just yet. So that's why I said it at the end of last. I said it at the end of last season. Prepare to see massive roster turnover again. I prepared it for you now, and I'm going to say it again. Less than a week before we start with free agency, prepare to see massive roster turnover with the New York Jets going into 2022. I guarantee it. All right. So Ray, I hopefully that answered your question. If you have any other questions, please continue to type them in the chat. I'll answer them as best as I can. Uh, Guy Fisher, rumor, had it, rumor has it, Jags gave us three number one overall picks for Denzel Mims. Bro, why you got to pick up my boy like that? Come on now. All right, Carl Falk in the chat. Thank you so much for joining because you, Mr. Man, Mr. Resident Chicago's Bear, uh, Chicago Bears fan who still tunes into us all the time, and I appreciate you for that. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on Khalil Mack being dealt to the, the LA Chargers. I want to get your comments on the air, and then hopefully you will, you, you will do me the humor of giving your opinion on the Khalil Mack trade. Call Falken, go trade for Robert Quinn. Bears are doing a fire sale. Could be a very, could be a very real possibility. There's a couple of teams in the NFL that are doing a fire sale. So, could be interesting. Or Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan's another name. I kind of like that. Guy Fisher, back in the chat. The one-year deals of depth players. Listen, I know that and you know that. But people like Scott Cleesby and others. Scott, I'm not picking on you. I'm just, I'm, I'm dealing the obvious because I know you always call yourself a realist. You can't win, you can't build a competitive football team signing guys all the time to one-year contracts. Eventually, you have to bring a stud in. Eventually, you have to start start paying people. I completely agree. But you got you, you to gotta bring the right guy. You can't just bring a guy, you, you can't just throw the bag at the random dude who comes out just because he had a great year last year. 
Because that's what you're doing in free agency. You're giving the bag to a guy who did great in another system or in a similar system someplace else where he probably had zero pressure on him. Now you're coming to New York where you have a rabid fan base, you've got a rabid media base, you've got a rabid fan media base, okay, plus the pressure and the specter of playing for New York, all right, and some cats can handle it and some cats can't, all right? Matthias Simon, agree 100%, appreciate you. That worked for Ozzy because he drafted well. Right, of course it worked for Ozzy because he drafted well. That's what Joe Douglas is trying to do here, Scott. His 2020 draft, trash. We could all agree with it. 2021 draft, much better than 2020. This year's draft has to be much better than last year's and has to be much better than the year before last. Ray Burgess, yeah, true, means JD has a long leash. Dude has a six-year contract for a reason. And the reason why he has a six-year contract is because he basically told Christopher Johnson before he signed his name on the dotted line, this is how long it's going to take for me to clean up your cap situation, clean up your roster situation, bring talent in here, procure talent, grow talent, and build a a competitive, sustainable, sustainable product. All right? You guys always hear me say all the time, competitive sustainability, this is what the Jets are trying to build. This is what the Jets are trying to do, okay? They're, they are trying to change the culture. And you change the culture by you, you revamp your front office. You have a coaching staff that's going to hold guys accountable and not just talk about accountability, that they're going to hold guys accountable. But you also have to have players that are going to come in here and are going to buy in and they're going to be 100% all in. Like the comments about Shaq Lawson, that Shaq Lawson now wants to go back to the Buffalo Bills. All right? Now he's saying everything was bad and playing for the Jets was horrible and this, that, and the third. Shaq Lawson has no business to talk. Because you know what? There were times where he was invisible. It's not like Shaq Lawson came in here and had 15, 20 sacks, and then the rest of the defense around him sucked. And he's like, man, these players suck. Man, these players suck. Man, these coach sucks. Dude, you suck. And when you suck and you make comments in the media, then don't be, don't be surprised when people like me are going to crack back at you and call you out for your garbage. Because you played like garbage. Why? Because you are garbage. The only reason you wanted to go back to Buffalo was because now... Coming off back-to-back playoff appearances, they're a team that's trending on the rise. Now everybody's talking about them for the AFC East, etc., 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 and that's the only reason why you want to go back there. So stop it. Stop yourself. You you had no problem signing on the line, taking the money when nobody else would give you a freaking tryout. But now, but, but now you're gonna talk shit out the door, dude. Deuces. I hope that bus that's coming around the corner pancakes you too on your way back to Buffalo, jackass. All right. So, Guy Fisher, yes, you know I am. That's in my my regards to to Jeff Ulbrich. Ray Burgess, agree. Didn't think about that. So, we need our Marshawn Lynch and keep the defense on the sideline. Yes. Yes, we do. We need... Upgrades at the offensive line, we need grades at, we need upgrades at the running back position. That's what we need. Okay? Call Falk. Thank you again. Since you just said no pass rush and no tackling, go sign Tra- uh, uh, Trevathan and trade for Robert Quinn. Dude, I would in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because I think both of them would actually be, would be incredible to, um, to help out this defense, it really would. So, shout out to Green Bean, who's actually uh, uh, tuning in a little bit simultaneously while he's doing a couple of other things. So, thank you for, uh, for for thinking of us. Guy Fisher, back in the chats again. I forget his name, our last defensive coordinator. He did way better with less. Who, Greg Williams? Nah. Greg Williams got fired. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Greg Williams... Yeah, the league figured out Greg Williams. I'm sorry, dude. The league figured out Greg Williams. All right. 
They should think of going offensive free agency and draft more defense. It's a deep defensive draft. I would. So, Ray Burgess, you did. Salud. Cheers, my friend. All right, Matthias Simon, it's going to cost someone three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, of course it is. Because now, you know, Houston, when they couldn't give him away, and everybody was like, dude, we'll give you, we'll give you a first-round pick in last year's draft for Watson so you don't have to deal with it. So, no. Uh, I mean, they still... They still hold hold his rights, so it's it's going to be interesting. The reason the reason is because he has a six year plan. Of course, he has a six year plan, Scott. I just got finished explaining that. Call Falk. On the one hand, I'm frustrated with the Mac trade. This is thank you for answering this question, by the way, and I will get this on. I'm frustrated with the Mac trade because the defense wasn't far off from being quality. However, I get the need for draft picks. If there was a need for a rebuild, so. I get the trading of him. Just wish we would have received better picks for him. Mac lost some draft pick trade value when he got hurt this past season, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? I mean, seriously, for the for the for the amount of capital that Chicago got back, I would have thought that they would have gotten more. But you know what? In a way, they kind of get Mac's contract off the books, so. They, they kind of got what they wanted or they kind of got what they needed. So, you know what? It kind of works in a way. It doesn't look like it at first, but it does happen to give you guys a little bit more flexibility in, in free agency. Not necessarily in the draft. You do have a couple extra picks, but in free agency, it does give you a little bit more flexibility. So, who knows, Carl? I'm pulling for you, dude. I really am. Uh, Matthias Simon Scott, that's why he wanted a six-year contract. Ray Burgess, he sucked too. Guy Fisher, the coaches have to grow as well. Yeah, you got a lot of first-year coaches in their positions. So everybody cut their teeth on live bullets last year. So hopefully next year we'll have a different result. And they learn from the mistakes that they made last year. Real uh, Call Falk again. Real possibility that now the Jets win more games than the Bears next year? Dude, I hope so. Ray Burgess would, would love to get Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I'll take a flyer on him. Hunt and Michael Carter would be a great start. Guy Fisher, Carter Johnson with a good O-line will be an eight will be eight hundred yard runners. Uh Ray Burgess Johnson is available. Kareem Hunt not uh, Guy Fisher answering Ray Burgess. Kareem Hunt not coming here. This dude's used to winning seasons. Scott Kalisby, of course. No dumbass. If he would have had a four year deal, he would have had a four year plan. No. If he would have had a four-year deal, okay, he wouldn't have had a four-year plan. Probably whatever he did within the four years would have prompted to either get a contract extension or he would have been fired. So just 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 chill, bud. I know you I know you got your your little piddly inside source inside the New York Jets organization, so you know what you're talking you you think you know what you're talking about, but Come on, dude. Ray Burgess. Uh, Hunt could be the man here. Chubb holding him back. He's still young. Well, this, there's going to be a lot of things to see. There's going to be a lot of room, a lot of maneuverability to see exactly who's going to be available in free agency, what holds they can address. The Jets have so many holes. That's another thing, too. I mean... Like, there's more holds on this team than a slice of Swiss cheese, dude. I, I, I think Swiss cheese would, would look at the Jets and be like, dang. Dude, how many holds you got? So, yeah. I, I, it's, yeah it, it, it is what it is. You got to just, you got to take the good and the bad. I mean, right now, in regards to free agency, the Jets have so many positions that they need to address. If they go and they narrow down the most important ones like offensive line, running back, uh, wide receiver one, you, you know, maybe get a number one corner or, or bring in a number one safety. They, the Saints, everybody's looking at the Saints. Saints are going to be having a fire sale. They're going to have to they're they're going to have to get rid of people to get under the cap. The Seahawks are going to be having a fire sale right now. Um. Let's see. 
The Colts may be just making a lateral move. The Washington Commanders are going to be big players right now because now that they acquired Carson Wentz, they feel like that they have improved their football team. Philadelphia is going to look to improve. Now that Doug Peterson is the head coach over at Jacksonville, they're going to look to improve. Kansas City has shown that they're vulnerable. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different things. So many different things to take into consideration. And not only that, a lot of teams are still, they're determined, determined to follow the Cincinnati Bengals blueprint. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Everybody was kicking and screaming. Dude, that's all we heard in specific circles. Jets need to take a page out of the Bengals. Jets need to do what the Bengals are doing. Jets need to do this. Jets need to do that. So, yeah. It's just take everything you hear and everything you read with a grain of salt. And I'm telling you, nothing's going to be official until you hear the New York Jets PR department announce it. Whether on social media or any place else for that matter. So, the Jets are going to be linked to a lot of different people. All right, I'm somebody who was like, who's questioning, what do you do to go after DK Metcalf? I know a couple of buddies, Nick Shine, Jeremy Cravat, they were both on the fence. They're, they're, they're more on the, I would go after Tyler Lockett first. So maybe the Jets could acquire a Tyler Lockett. Okay, other free agent wide receivers that are still available out there. You could go get a Brandon Cooks. Go get a Brandon Cooks. What's wrong with that? So, Brandon Cooks may not be a bona fide number one, but if he in some ways could help take the heat off of both Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, then why not? You still have the contract situation with Braxton Berrios. Is he going to resign with the Jets? What was his original demand? So, you know, there's still still a lot of moving parts. A lot of things are extremely fluid. So, who knows? Uh, Ray Burgess back in the chat. Browns won't keep Johnson, Chubb, and Hunt. Matthias Simon, I hear wide receiver Greg Pickens has recovered. Really good from the ACL and could be a real steal in the draft in mid-rounds. Okay. Uh, Guy Fisher back in there. Free agency is going to be hard for... For us, too many years of just looking lost and playing poorly, and they call us the career killers. Hence the reason why we had as much turnover in the front office, in the coaching staff as we've we've had. Look, guy, I I completely get it, dude. I completely get it with the PTSD because you know what? We can't keep banging on that reset button. Because eventually when you bang on that reset button, it don't work no more. So, unfortunately, the New York Jets right now are the Cleveland Browns 2.0. Where we could go out and we could draft this guy and sign that guy and get this guy and still find a way to go 2-15. and 15. So, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of things that can be said. There's a lot of things that can be said. There's a lot of things that can be done. But free agency is going to be a very, very fluid a very fluid situation, and again, Joe Douglas has said he'll he'll be aggressive, but he'll be aggressive if the right situation comes along. So, I gotta believe he's already making his phone calls to find out who's available, what's it gonna take to acquire. Probably talking to player agents and so on and so forth on the on the DL, you know, backdoor deals where they're like, "Hey, come here." <coughs> all right, so what are you asking? So. You know, there's, there's, there's all kinds of deals that are, that are going to be thrown out there. There are some players that have already signed. They've already uh, agreed in principle to re-sign with the teams that they, that they started off with or that they currently have a contract with. So you don't know. Now, back in the chats, Ray Burgess, Brandon Cook's not bad, replaces Jameson Crowder. Guy Fisher, Tyler had... Three 1,000 seasons, uh, didn't he? I I think so. Let me tell you. I mean, Tyler Lockett has been absolutely ridiculous 
Arab 2 for Ray Burgess, Matthias Simon. I think our free agents are going to have to be younger to come so they will look at our future. That's true too. So, I mean, look. Again, I keep talking about free agency as being a fluid situation. That's exactly what it's going to end up being. Joe Douglas is going to do his best to try to entice some star power in here. We may end up getting second tier and third tier free agents. And that's just the way that it's going to be until the Jets start winning football games. When the Jets start winning football games and we start being competitive and we start looking respectable, then some high-priced star star power is going to want to come here. But right now, you know, you got people going to the New England Patriots, like the Patriots are trying to go after Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson was supposedly interested in, a, uh, you know, in a reunion with the New York Jets. I don't know how true that is. You know, I, I, I mean, look, there, there, are, there are so many different moving parts and so many different stories that are currently circulating that nobody knows what's true. And nobody knows what's not. So if I were you, all of you watching me, don't pay any attention to any story until you see it in print. All right, or until it gets announced in ESPN, or you see it on Adam Schefter's Twitter feed. So too bad Chris Mortensen isn't doing stuff as well too, because he was another guy you could look out for. But if it's announced on NFL Network, so, I'm telling you, Guy Fisher back in the chat, Robbie Anderson would be better than Corey Davis. I, I'm, I'm not going to have that debate with anybody. I'm not going to have that debate with anybody in regards to Corey Davis, whether or not Corey Davis stinks, whether he doesn't stink or whatever. Corey Davis did not play up to his contract last year. He came out and he acknowledged that he needs to do better. So you know what? As a professional, if you're willing to put yourself on blast, that means you actually care about your your craft and you care about the result that you're putting out there because you know you're being paid to do a tremendous amount. So you do what you got to do. If you feel like that change starts with you and this is the only way that you're going to be able to change, then do it. It is what it is. All right? So, uh, Matthias Simon here is the good thing is about Joe Douglas is he runs a type ship. Nothing comes out of the Jets facility. Exactly. You're not going to get anybody who's going to be like, yeah, I heard from the janitor who was emptying Joe Douglas's trash can while he was on the phone talking to somebody about blah, 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 said player maybe might want to come here and this, that, and the third. It's all garbage. I'm telling you, it's all garbage and don't listen to it. Save yourself the aggravation because the media knows that Jets fans are triggered, dude. That's why I read specific articles and, and, and I read a lot of articles. I mean, I have to do I have to do my research for the show. Okay, so I read a lot of articles in regards to to the New York Jets, transactions, what's going on, but not just the or not just the New York Jets, the NFL as well too, because major changes affect the, the, what the New York Jets are going to do. Because if the Jets are going to target a specific player, and a specific player gets re-signed with the club they're currently with, then Joe Douglas has to go to Plan B, and just like thirty-one other teams have to go to Plan B, so. You know, look, it, it Joe Douglas has got a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, a plan E, and I'm sure that he's had several conversations with both Robert Sala, both Robert Sala, Michael Floor, and Jeff Ulbrich as to the direction of what they're looking to do, what they're looking to bring in, how they're looking to improve this roster. So we got to put it in their hands. Because we could say we like this guy and we like that guy and we like the other guy until we're blue in the face. But if Joe Douglas is going to be listening to us about what moves that we think he should make in free agency, then you know what? And they don't work out, then he's going to be sitting right next to us bitching about the same thing that we're bitching about, about the next bozo that's going to come in here and making the same 
mistakes over and over again. That's the definition of insanity, right? Repeating the same process over and over again, hoping for a different result. The Jets are trying to stop the insanity. That's the reason why there's no leaks coming out of one Jets drive. That's why any story that comes out, take it with a grain of salt. Because nobody knows what Joe Douglas is doing. Not even God knows what Joe Douglas is doing. Do yourselves a favor. Don't get carried away with what you see with mock drafts, with this article, with that article. People talking from the Jet Press. People talking from Turn On The Jets. People talking from from Play Like A Jet. It doesn't matter. JetNation.com, whoever. Tony Pauline, Mike Francesa, or, or whoever. All right? Everybody is... Ba- Let me tell you guys something. All of the freaking sources and all of the stuff that they have right there, you, the fan that's watching me right now, just like I do have access to all of this. The only thing that we do when we listen to these people, we listen to, we listen to their opinion on said article. All right. I could go out there and I could write an article about why I think Jet fans are the greatest. I could also go out there and write an article why I think this team is a dumpster fire and they should have blown it up uh, should have blown it up a decade ago. All right? I've written a couple of different articles for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So, look. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the New York Jets and free agency, Stop going. Stop looking for Joe Douglas to get the shiny new toy. We don't want the shiny new toy. I want a player that's going to come in and is going to add value to this roster. Because if we go out and, and give up significant draft assets to get a DK Metcalf, and he comes here and only has a handful, yo, has a handful of catches for maybe. 400 yards, and he's always hurt, and he disappears, and then and then base is going to be yelling at Zach Wilson, the fan base is going to be yelling at the offensive line, the fan base is going to be yelling at Joe Douglas, the fan base is going to be yelling at Michael Floor, Robert Sala, they're going to blame everybody. That's why, don't go after the shiny new toy. Let Joe Douglas do his due diligence, sit there and be patient, And let the chips fall where they may. That's it. And I know everyone's going, organizations do. The Jets are not a winning organization. The Jets are an organization that are trying to get itself back upright and pointed in the right direction. Okay? And now, because of the way that it can be done quickly, provided you already have a foundation in place i.e. the Cincinnati Bengals, which now everybody's on their schlong. They're the darlings of the NFL, right? Now everyone, everyone's going to try to copy that blueprint. And guess what? If you don't have the right people in place, it's not going to work. If you have the right people in place, maybe you get a similar result. You don't know. Plain and simple. You just don't know. All right? So for the love of God, for your sanity, for your blood pressure, for your alcoholism and everything else, don't believe the hype. Back in the comments, Guy Fisher responding to his own comment over there. I didn't uh, I didn't either. Loved Robbie. Jeff Albrecht got to go. Matthias Simon, Tariq Cohen running back. Uh, running back out of the Bears, released. Call Falk, if you're still watching, tell me a little bit about Tariq Cohen. Guy Fisher, listen, Wednesday's right around the corner. All answers will be answered soon. Matthias Simon, agree. CJ, Joe D will not let any leaks at all. Yes, CJ, a player that wants to be here, not here to use as a chip to drive up his value. Matthias, you bring up the best point in the entire chat. I think that's got to be the the best comment of the night. 100% out of the blue. And yes, Scott, your comments were trash tonight, dude, so you don't get number one. Sorry. Boo-hoo. I see the tears. How many times have we seen free agents come over here and use the New York Jets 
as a bargaining tool to go someplace else to get a better contract. I'm waiting. Comments? Anybody? No? Nothing to say? Cat got your tongue, right? Alright, I'll give you an answer. A lot. A lot. Why? Because the New York Jets are a desperate football team. And when you are a desperate football team, when you are a desperate football team, you are going to throw money when a superstar looks your way or someone that you consider a superstar or a household name or a a big name. Anthony Barr, for instance, okay? Hated amongst most Jet fans, probably all. Agrees in principle to a deal with the New York Jets. Then goes back to the Minnesota Vikings. Tells the Minnesota Vikings what they're going to, what the New York Jets were going to pay him. And Anthony Barr subsequently getting an even bigger contract from Minnesota. Essentially reneging and saying he didn't want to sign with the New York Jets. So what was my response to that? My response is, you don't have the guts to play in New York. You don't have the guts to play in New York. Joe Douglas wants guys that have the guts, that have the chutzpah to play in New York. Joe Douglas wants guys that are going to be a part of the process to turn this team from a garbage institution into a NFL prominent, respectable, competitive, professional football organization. Line up whatever adjective you want to use. All right? Joe Douglas is not going to be like Mike McCagnan, like John Itzik, like Mike Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum, now when he goes on the radio, he's got all the balls in the world. You know why? Because he's got nobody's pocketbook to play with. Here's the thing. The Jets are not going to allow themselves to be leveraged. A player knows that the New York Jets are a desperate football team and they're going to throw the bag, so they're going to go to somebody else or go back to their former team and say, well, the Jets are willing to pay me $10 million a year or $15 million a year. What can you guys do? And then John Jett just tuned in. It's called the Jets tax. Right? Every player that got to come in here, we got to overpay. Why? Because the Jets are a desperate football team. And when you are a desperate football team, player agents know, players know, because players talk, agents talk, and they know exactly how to bend you over and get the most out of you. Not Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has a system. He wants... High character, high football IQ guys that are going to come in here and are going to work hard. And it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter where you play. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you're willing to come here and to put the work in and to play your ass off, then he will extend to you a contract. And if you're not, then you're going to be kicking rocks. Is what it is. You might not like it. Because you want Joe Douglas to go and blow up all the draft capital to go get the Amari Coopers of the world, the DK Metcalf of the world, the Mitch Morses of the world, the Jack Conklins of the world, the, the now the Ryan Jensen's of the world, the, the Brandon Scherf's of the world, and every other friggin' sexy name that's out there. Because if it was up to you, this is what you would want Joe Douglas to do. But is that player actually going to come here and perform? Or are they just going to shut it down? Because we've seen players that we gave big money contracts to come in here and jerk off. And I pull no punches by saying that. Okay? Whether somebody gets D. Milliner's old locker by accident and catches his chronic vaginitis. Whether, you know, somebody tubs, uh, stubs their toe on the friggin' hot tub. And now they're on injured reserve for six weeks because now they need uh, they need surgery to re- repair a ligament. Who's got chronic jock itch? Who's got chronic athlete's foot? Who's got fumbleitis? 
who couldn't tackle a tackling dummy. So, stop. Enough. All right, Jason C. Schwartz in the chat. Thank you for joining us tonight, always. Matthias Simon, a lot. Matthias Simon again. Also, CJ, no washed up players on their last leg for, for one more contract. Thank you again, Matthias, as always. <laughs> Round of applause for you, my friend. I tell you, you are just on fire tonight. The New York Jets have been the old age home, the old age retirement home of the NFL for way too friggin' long. Players who want just one more kick at the can. And they know that the Jets are that desperate enough that they will give anybody a contract. So that's what they'll do. It's not what you want. That's not what you want. You can't build the winner by bringing guys on the downslope of their career hoping for one more kick at the can that you can catch lightning in the bottle for six or seven games. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't understand it. And that's fine. Matthias Simon, the minute the NFL sees the Jets headed in the right direction and trusts trust it, they will start to get these players. It's the truth. You got to start winning games. JD using Ravens motto, play like a Jet. Yeah, of course. I want young free agents, J.C. Jacks, Carlton Davis, DeAndre Campbell, Marcus Millions, all 25. You, me, and everybody else, my friend, because those are the, because those are just some of the players that I would love the Jets to target on any situation, any. And again, this is what you have to contend with with free agency. It's A, does the player fit your system? B, does the player want to see here? Does the player want to play here? And C, does this player understand what's at stake? Because if you're coming here to play, you're coming here to play. You have a very passionate fan base. You have a, a, a franchise which is starving. Starving for respect. Starving for NFL relevancy. But the only way you come across NFL relevancy is by going out there and being relevant. By playing your ass off. By being competitive. And that's it. That's all I got. So, what say you guys? Because I would love to continue the conversation. So while you guys are still putting comments in the chat, I'm going to finish up tonight with final thoughts for the evening. Alright, so my final thoughts, again, March 14th, legal tampering period starts. You're going to hear a lot of rumors. You're going to hear a lot of stories. You're going to hear a lot of players subsequently connected to the Jets. So this is what it. This is what I recommend you guys do. You want to have a nice free agency period. You want to enjoy free agency and not be pissed and so on. Take everything that you read with a grain of salt. Believe nothing until it actually happens. Because Wednesday, 4 p.m. next week, Free agency opens up as the start of the new NFL calendar. Going to be really, really interesting to see what transpires. It really is. We've already had some blockbuster deals go down. And we haven't even reached tampering period yet. So I can just imagine what's going to happen over the weekend. But again, I urge you, I strongly urge you, keep an open mind. Find patience any way that you can. And understand that this is a process. The New York Jets have the power. With the cap space that they have. Plus the draft. Collateral that they have at their disposal right now. They have the ammunition that they need to go big game hunting. And to accelerate. This rebuild. But Joe Douglas has to make the right signings. Joe Douglas has to make the best possible decisions for the good of the franchise. And it's not just free agency. It's also the draft. So again, I beg you guys, keep an open mind, have some patience, and most of all, don't believe the hype. And that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast 
here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want to thank every single one of you for joining me tonight. And yeah, we're going to do a roll call. Start off with my co-worker, Senior Ammon, Natasha Lesh. I hope that she is doing much, much better. Again, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week. You're the best. Guy Fisher, Scott Cleesby, uh, Matthias Simon, Ray Burgess, uh, Carl Falk, again, uh, in, in the chat. We had a couple of new viewers. Uh, Michael Theodore Smith, okay, uh, for, for tuning in. We had a couple of other people here. Johnny Jett, as always, Jason Schwartz. All right, again, everybody, thank you guys so much, so much for tuning in. Without you guys, this show is absolutely nothing. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Weapons Hot Show. We have a brand new Twitter account, at CNC Jets Factor, as of March 31st, is going to be retired. So if you're currently following us on at CNC Jets Factor, please make the switch to Weapons Hot Show. Because once it's gone, it's gone. All right? You can follow me at JetsFan0523, my partner in crime who is not here tonight, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman, and of course, our XO who's missing in action right now, Mr. Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jimmy. Three different ways that you can consume weapons hot. Every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m., I do a solo show on Jets World called Weapons Hot Mission Briefs. Got my producer, Garen Brower Jr., lovingly known as JR., Helping me to produce that vehicle. Great time, great show. We talk about everything, and it's 100% uncensored and unfiltered. This show, every Friday night at 7 p.m. on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Go to the Facebook page, hit the like button, hit the notification button. Go to it, Download the app. If you have an Android phone, go to Google Play. If you have an iPhone, go to the iOS store and search up WWSRN. You can not only listen to Weapons Hot but also other cool shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, as everyone on this, uh, on this platform does, does a tremendous job bringing you guys some good content. And also, last but certainly not least, Weapons Hot has a YouTube channel, the home of the Weapons Hot After Dark show. We do that show twice a month, 100% uncensored, 100% unfiltered. We do not give a damn what we say on there, who we offend, how we offend, we like to have fun, we like to talk football, we like to talk New York Jets football, and we are tremendously passionate about how we talk about New York Jets football. So if you haven't already liked and subscribed to the page, please do so. Our previous episodes are up there, including the one that Jimmy the Reaper Jardine got absolutely destroyed. And I mean drunk and destroyed that he actually passed out with, and shut off his own camera feed after he passed out. So that was hilarious. Plus a few other shows that we've had on there. So looking forward to during the, as we continue the offseason, we're going to try and get some guests on to help us out. Give us some perspective on the New York Jets offseason coming up on the New York Jets draft. So, and plus, of course, on Weapon Top Mission Briefs, I am trying to put together the AFC Summit in which I will have a member from every single football team within the AFC East as we have a roundtable discussion on free agency and the draft and the direction of the division. That's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to put that together. So with that, for Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman, who is not here tonight, my name is CJ the Painkiller DeSimone, and I'm signing off tonight. Peace, love. Go Jets. We'll see you guys when we see you guys, and I'm going to leave you guys with the best chant in the National Football League. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.